Poet Revolt Cosmetics helps you shine in all your moments with a variety of clean, cruelty-free, and non-sticky lip glazes. This makeup artist created and approved brand carefully curates clean ingredients including peppermint to help you feel good and do good as a portion of proceeds goes to selected mentorship programs that give youth and young adults the confidence and tools to be successful. Holt Revolt offers long-lasting shine and moisture, and this is the part I'm excited about, Taylor. Tell me about it. <laughs> Holt Revolt is also offering our listeners a 10% discount off your next purchase using code CIRCLE when you check out. Get glazed today at HoltRevolt.com. That's H-A-U-T-E-R-E-V-O-L-T.com. Awesome. Go check it out, y'all. Check it out. Say hey, y'all. It's Amber Sheree. It's Hayley. And it's the Inner Circle Podcast. Circle Podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Amber Sheree. And Taylor Bree is here. And this is the Inner Circle Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. It feels so weird. I feel yeah. like we had like a very long break. Yeah. And so it just, I don't know. It just feels weird to be back on, but I like it. Yes. Yes. So I'm excited to be back here, y'all. And it what was- it rem- mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, what it reminds me is that like, there's actually things to do like I have things (laughs) I I have things to do but like when I think about a routine right Mm -hmm. having this podcast makes you actually or makes me how to kind of have to stick a little bit more to a routine because I can't go like grocery shopping at eight when we have you know mm-hmm. our recording at 8 30 and so it's like okay well then that means right after work I gotta get to the grocery store because if I don't get to the grocery store right after work I won't be able to get there so yeah. it helps you to like time management I think for myself when I have like something on my uh calendar it pushes me to get whatever else done it like the more things I have the busier I am the better I am with time yeah and I think with with this um sometimes when we have guests we record over the weekends because it just fits their Mm -hmm. schedule better but then like you and I always talk at least every Monday or Tuesday depending on what's like happening usually it's on Mondays Yeah, yeah, yeah but but I agree with you I think that consistency that cadence and also I think if I I mean I would like to like if I had to do a podcast not had to but if I wanted to do a podcast by myself like it would be a lot more self-discipline to like consistently show up do it and different things like that versus like if I know someone is depending on me I know that we have like an agenda something planned you know, in a cadence of dropping every Thursday, like it really kind of like, I know that this is something that I have to be disciplined similar to you. So it's nice. And people, 
expect it every Thursday. Now I can't say y'all this every Thursday when you wake up, but it's it's uploaded. It's Thursday. Every Thursday. <laughs> it's fine. At least we do it. <laughs> yeah, every Thursday. So I don't think we've ever had to do a Friday. Mm-mm. No, I think we've stuck to every Thursday for the last over a year at this point. So for consistency. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So Taylor, how was your weekend? Oh uh, yeah, my weekend was really good. Um, I went to Pride Fest and it was on Juneteenth. So it was really cool. I got to be with some of my brothers and sisters out at Pride and <laughs> uh, then went to a drag brunch and then made it back to Pride and then uh, had an interesting time getting home, but I got home. So mm-hmm. that's all that matters. But yeah, my liver is kind of done for to be completely. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, I had a four day weekend. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, Thursday, stop at the wine store. Um, I got paid. So it, it was a good weekend. <laughs> it was a good weekend. So, how was your weekend? It was good. We celebrated Char and Walter. Um, they had their, they got married this weekend. And so okay. it was really nice. Like, it was beautiful, even though yeah. it was hot as Dickens, like my husband says, hot as Dickens, but it was <laughs> just, it was so beautiful. Like she was gorgeous. He was handsome. Like everyone was having like really good vibes. Like yeah. it was a really good dinner. Like you walk in and the reception and it was like, you would have thought you know, someone, I mean, I guess someone professionally did it, but like an event um, where like it was an event for like, I don't know, like a celebrity, you know, yeah. type situation yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as far as the decor is concerned. So it, the small details, like she was, their wedding planner did a, a good job. And so um, it was good yeah. music, um, wine and beer all night, you know, and yeah so it was really nice to really spend time with them and uh and I think the biggest thing is being able to meet not meet but um spend time with like old friends so we spent time uh with our like Chicago crew that we had when we lived up Chicago so Tyson, Bunnell, Grace I'm trying to think who else um Char Walter you know like the frat their frat brothers all all the sigmas yeah that's really awesome that sounds like it was like a reunion of sorts I feel like the events are kind of are like a little reunion yeah and it was fun all night because everybody is in a different place in their life either they moved to Indianapolis they stayed in Chicago they've gotten married some of them have had children so it's just it's cool to see the transition and as we're all like adults and stuff like that and married, it's always yeah. funny to reflect on how we used to be <laughs> and how we are now by nine o'clock on a Friday, we're like looking for a nap to be able to stay up to, you know, party for the rest of the night because of just children, life, work, whatever. Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome. And I think that's, kind of leads into our conversation today I know we still have the word of the day but just thinking about 
the uh, or the week, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Just thinking about how things change and like getting to see things like or yourself in mm-hmm. different phases of life is really cool. Um, I've been talking about that a lot with people and even with like the season changing, you see how differently my mood is or how I feel about things in general. Um, (laughs) but, uh, it's interesting because like getting to see my friends when we're in our early thirties will be really cool, um, versus how we are now in our early to mid twenties. So yeah, I'm. I mean, some some people stay the same. A lot of know? do, and then some <laughs> people are, you know. I think you should always be growing in some aspect. So yeah. uh, whether that's in your career, whether that's in your personal life, you know, you as a person in general, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, how we were in our, well, where we, how we were when we were your age. We, yeah. I think I was in Chicago by then. You're 24 or 25? 24. Okay. I wasn't in Chicago quite yet, but I can imagine I lived in Indianapolis at the time and lots of drinking, lots of house parties, lots yeah. of restauranting, lots of concerts, you know, just living yeah. your best life. And then by the time you get into your early 30s, you're like, yeah, so let's talk about this breastfeeding type thing or <laughs> it's funny because like now when we go to events it, like I end up with all the mommies and yeah. <laughs> like that and I'm like all right, let me go hang out with the men because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love hearing about everybody's journey. Um which I, there's a song I need to share with you by Adele. Mm. and um it's off of her new 30 album have you listened to it Mm-mm. girl it's really good it's really good so I um I'm gonna share that with you but for the listeners like I was listening to that on Monday when I was like getting myself back together um, <laughs> so it's really good it's really good send it to me through um I have a Spotify account so oh, I think perfect. that's for friends on Spotify, or if you have a playlist and you want to just add it to me, add me to the playlist. You can do oh, that. You want me. a playlist? See, or no, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you have if you have something already concocted, just yeah, you know, add me there, or yeah. send me the link and I'll follow you. I'll send you the album. How about that? And that I'll, and the honorable mentions that I want you to listen to. Okay, that sounds good. So yeah. Taylor, what's the word of the week? The word of the week is monumental. Okay. Um, not a crazy word, but I was looking for a, a word that kind of captures where we're going. Um, and monumental is great in importance, extent, or size. Um, and so we're talking about Juneteenth and we're talking about pride today. Um, as we wrap up this month, we thought it would be a perfect time for us to kind of explore um, some things. We've got some questions for each other. We got some history. So um, there will be a lot of that. But monumental really encaptures the, the extent of which these events had. Um, Both of them are based off of an event and they then 
have translated into something that has became a part of our history and that we celebrate widely now. Um, Juneteenth is a federal holiday and also uh, Pride Month is nationally recognized. There's not a holiday, but um, overall, you know, these things allow people from all backgrounds to have a equal representation. And that's why it's really important that we remember why uh, we celebrate those things. And also um, just a really brief glimpse at how some people in America have not been able to um, live the American dream as freely as others. So um, monumental is the word. Find a reason or something to a sentence to use it in. Um, and that's all I got for us. Yeah. And I think that's a good segue um, to let's start with Juneteenth. As, yeah. um, then we can end it up, end it with pride. So uh, I did a little bit of research and background. Obviously, I'm not a Juneteenth expert. And to be honest with you guys, um, Juneteenth wasn't necessarily celebrated in our family growing up. And so I don't know if that's, if it's like, oh my gosh, you're black and you'll celebrate Juneteenth. <laughs> but, you know, I, we just never, and my, my mom didn't grow up in the suburbs. Like she grew up in, a, I wouldn't say in the hood, but she grew up in Gary, Indiana, you know, um, East Chicago, Indiana. So like more of a minority populated, um, demographic area, you know, city, and so, but Juneteenth, Kwanzaa, you know, some of these major holidays that are more focused on African-Americans was never celebrated in our household. So it wasn't honestly until I met my friend Jasmine when I lived in Chicago and she went to a HBCU mm. and she, oh, that's during, yeah. And so, and Juneteenth came about, she was just like, oh, so I'm doing this Juneteenth, like celebration and blah, blah. I was like, oh, Juneteenth, you know, it was a big deal to her. Um, and I'm not really quite sure of the background, whether she was raised, you know, that way, or whether it's because she went to a HBCU that was mm -hmm. like celebrated and acknowledged, but it was a whole big like thing. Um, and also Chicago, I believe on the South side of Chicago, they do some, I wouldn't be surprised do celebrations, um, in our church that we went to in Chicago mm -hmm. definitely celebrates every single black African <laughs> holiday. You can even think of, I've learned so much when I moved to Chicago, I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> so, um, it was eye opening to me. And so yeah. honestly, when we were in COVID and George Floyd and all of that was happening mm -hmm. or had happened, I think there was like this push to create equity in America yeah. still going on. But I think when we were also just very much like together and um, kind of dealing with trauma, you know, privately with each other, uh, privately in the sense of our own homes, but with each other in the sense of like a collectively, collective. like dealing with all of this at the same time. Yeah. I think that's when, not I think, I keep saying I think, and I know um, yeah. that is when I felt that 
we acknowledge not only the black population but women you know latinos you know um every you know demographic that might have had or that is oppressed in this country or is limited mm-hmm. we you know there's a lot of or not even race but also we're talking about pride later on yeah so I think it was just eye-opening to me and um so I just wanted to share a couple of facts with you guys and Taylor mm-hmm. the first well let's talk about where it came from yeah let's so, talk about where it came from so in uh, 1863, mm-hmm. under President Abraham Lincoln. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Emancipation Proclamation. Yes, um, you said it expertly. Yeah. <laughs> um, when slaves were freed, you know, uh, June of 1863. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that was federally, but not all in the south you know there was communication breakdown or or there was just states that are just like i don't believe in this you know whatever whatever that may be but the last slaves were acknowledged to be free on juneteenth which is june 19th of 1865 Mm -hmm. in galveston texas Mm -hmm. and so that's what Juneteenth is um, celebrating is marking the moment in 1865 when enslaved people in Galveston, Texas found out that they were free. Yeah. And so. And, and the then, Union soldiers had to come in. You said what? The Union soldiers had to come in Correct. to yeah. actually enforce it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a whole different other uh, conversation about like when you start thinking about that and lynching and the uh, what's the uh, laws? Um, I think the Jim Mark- Crow laws and yeah. you know and the civil rights movement and how it continues. Black Lives Matter, you know the the continuation of all these movements that have happened throughout the last decades to hold up the fact that we that black people in this country are not you know, property. Um, we're not a fraction of a person. We are people. We do reserve respect and dignity and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And rights and just different things. But mm-hmm. we, we want to just focus today on just this particular holiday. And obviously, yeah. as we continue throughout the year, I think we might, you know, even touch on Kwanzaa and just really dig into the fact that we are we, we highlight a lot of minorities, but we don't necessarily talk about these important days, months, different, you know, times that Black history is um, either in the making or has happened, you know, that is a part of our individual culture along with America's culture too. So, exactly. but it's um, some of the, so what Taylor had said about it's a federal holiday. So under President um Biden, the Biden administration, the Juneteenth became a national holiday in 2021. Yep. But I, there's two different facts that I didn't even know um, were a thing mm-hmm. is that Juneteenth, there's an actual flag uh, that has its red, white, and blue with a star in the middle of it. Yep. And so, uh, you know, my ignorance. I didn't even know that that was, I didn't even know Juneteenth had a flag that was those colors because like normally when you see posts celebrating Juneteenth, you see like the red, Red. green, and black, you know, 
colors or flags, um, which is synonymous. Sometimes when people look at that, they think of Africa, you know, yeah. et cetera. But to know that we actually have like, there's an actual Juneteenth flag, you know, that is red, white, and blue and is special to this particular day. It's just interesting. So that was a fun fact for me. Cool looking. Yeah. And then also too, one of the things that was um, kind of took me back a little bit is there are 26 states that don't even recognize Juneteenth as a holiday, which is um, as a paid federal or a paid holiday or a state holiday. Um, and I too. know Indiana is one of them. Unfortunately, <laughs> the one that came up on the top in the searches where florida was in the news recently which i'm not surprised mm-hmm. so <laughs> not surprised at all um so i think it's kind of going to be the same type of movement at least from like a corporate standpoint and for these states that it's, it's brand new it's something mm-hmm. that has just been enacted it's not necessarily about blue states red states republican democrat whatever i mean they're leaning over towards one versus the other but we we don't get into politics on this podcast but I think that eventually, just like MLK, you know, was a thing yeah. at first um, in the 90s, you know, was implemented. There was a whole bunch of different, you know, riots and, you know, not riots, but protests and different things. I think there's two reasons. Obviously, the first reason why it should be recognized in every state is because it's a federal holiday and on top of that, with this is still, this is 1.1, it's not my second point yet, <laughs> is that like it reinforces in people like an observance of this holiday and it makes you remember exactly, like when we do 4th of July, we remember exactly why we're doing 4th of July. It's drilled into us. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we learn about and observe Labor Day, Memorial Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, all of these things, we get to be told a narrative while we grow up. Like it brings attention to these important moments in history. And uh, it's interesting that we don't like we get to choose nowadays companies are doing floating holidays um we get to choose like if this is a holiday or not so it kind of makes us feel like what's important to you is not important to everyone when you do a floating holiday personally yeah and I think you know um this particular holiday as far as Juneteenth there's been so much whitewashing of slavery and the history of that in general uh and children in social studies books as you know the years have progressed and a lot of black history that's not acknowledged and I think sometimes at least this is my view I feel like sometimes they have to think of you know if we're gonna do Juneteenth then we need to either pick Juneteenth or MLK you know like these two black holidays in the sense of Uh, And I'm sure after a while, corporate America, you know, they started acknowledging MLK for Mm -hmm. dependent. I've had companies in the past that I've never even, you know, it's MLK. Oh, okay. You know, they'll, they'll categorize it as a day of service, you know, Mm -hmm. or I I mean, for the company I work with right now, we have the day off, but in my like particular profession within the organization, 
we don't have that day off because it's during quarter close. And so, mm-hmm. or year end, I should say, yeah. year end close. So it's just kind of like, you can, as long as you have your work done, you can take it, but it's normally yeah. celebrated at a different time. So I think with Juneteenth, I think it's still very fresh. Um, and I think there's still uh, going to be some learning. I'm just appreciative that we have two federal holidays that are acknowledged. It'd be nice I don't think Kwanzaa shut down. Um, but, yeah, no, go ahead. But I also think there are a lot of other minorities in this country that don't even have a federal day, period. Um, I mean, now Cesar Chavez Day. What? Uh, Cesar Chavez That's day? a federal holiday that the banks uh, are closed? I know that in California, um, it is a really big deal. And Cesar Chavez was another um, American civil rights who is uh, Mexican. Um, And it is... Well, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is I'm talking about federal holidays. It's a U.S. federal commemorative holiday. And it happened under President Barack Obama. And it's the 31st of every year. Or March 31st, sorry. March 31st of every year. Um, So that is a federal holiday. And California does recognize it, but it's because there's, you know, a big Mexican population or Chicanx um, population. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a thing, but the, so I wanted to get to my second point before we like stay on this point so long is that <laughs> shots no, fired. I, I'm just kidding. No, that wasn't <laughs> shots fired. Look, I got dinner to cook. Um, yeah. <laughs> my second point was that, um, gosh, it's exciting. Oh, we work so much. We, I think we all work a lot. Like, I mean, there's some people who don't, right? But I think for the average person in corporate America, like having a few four-day weeks is not like, it's going to push production. If you ask me for when the times that people are at work, they're going to be a lot more focused because I think having a balance in life is really important. And so when I think about, I had a four day weekend, I got to do whatever I wanted to do and like made sure my life was taken care of. Like I did some deep cleaning and everything so that when I got to work today, I wasn't like so much focused on all of the little life things. And so living life should be a time to like, we should have time to live life in our day. And I think like having more nationally recognized holidays, like, yes, it's selfish in some ways of like, I just want to stay <laughs> off um, and to get paid still. Um, but the other part to that is like, it gives us a moment to remember our humanity for real on that note. Like it gives us a moment to, you know, yes, we have this day off in observance of this specific matter. Um, but at the same time, this is also a reminder that life still goes on and we still are human. And I think that's why historical holidays are really cool because we get to remember our humanity. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to say for point two. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
like I have no comment on that I just think it's ridiculous like we're expected to work you know so much I'll do it because that's I want a job and I want to live a good life but (laughs) at the end of the day um yeah I think like people say that's ghetto <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring it back to Juneteenth, the whole reason why we are here today. Um, and then let's jump to Pride. So, one of the questions that I wanted to pose to us and the listeners, I have three, and we'll make this rapid fire quick so that we can move on to the Pride section. But um, what does Juneteenth mean to you? And so I can go first. Yeah. Uh, Juneteenth to me is honestly a time to research, reflect, and review like the history of that moment um, that is celebrated and commemorated. And I guess it's for me because as a African-American or Black person in the United States of America, if President Lincoln did not you know, abolished slavery and um, Juneteenth was, did not happen, then I would still be a slave. Like I wouldn't have all these, you know, opportunities and leverage and, and uh, different, you know, my life would be so much differently, especially as a, as a woman, like not even as a black person, as a woman too. And so what it means to me is just remembering the freedom that I have as a minority in this country. And I also think that is reinforced when I think of like MLK and how that is not too long ago. Like my grandparents were alive then. My mom was alive then when all that stuff was going on and they're still here on this earth. So it's not too far away from me. So, you know, just um, Freedom Day is another day or title for this particular Juneteenth day so what does it mean to you so I think that part where you put freedom day as it's another um, name that it has I think that really captures what I think about Juneteenth Um, I think of like even at that point when slaves are released okay they're released to what you know um, they were living on a plantation. So we, we start talking about uh, sharecropping and still like almost indentured servitude still as a way for them to live because they're ripped from places. Um, they were in slavery for 200 years. The Atlantic slave trade started in the 1600s. So we're talking they had much more time behind them than we even have behind us between slavery and being free. Um, so I look at it as a, a time as a Black person to remember where I came from. Um, I, I can't even begin to put myself into those living conditions and uh, the the hard fraught life that a lot of them lived. Um, and I, I remember that even still that I can't even remember, like capture what that would be like in my current consciousness, that that is still like a part of 
my lineage of ancestral hand-me-downs. Um, and I just really, I guess I'm just really in gratitude for those who made it happen, um, as in freeing, and we talk about Harriet Tubman all the time, but there's a lot of small individuals, acts of resilience and a resistance as well that played into that. So that's what it means to me. I think of just all the people who came before me and how much farther we have to go. Agreed. So my next question is, how did you celebrate Juneteenth? So you kind of already talked about it and you went to Pride Fest and you had a chance to hang out with your brothers and sisters um, from another mother. So um, for me, I obviously I didn't celebrate because we were celebrating something different. But I think uh, as I continue to celebrate in the future years, same thing that I'm doing with Kwanzaa for junior is honestly, you know, investing in more research or more products that are around Juneteenth, especially books, books focused on children um, to learn. I think that will probably be how we celebrate it and finding, um, I know there's, there was part Garden Gras this past weekend, which is a huge um african-american or tech related event in indianapolis networking yeah it's supposed to be networking it's supposed to be networking but i know what goes down there so but they market it as a networking because i was going to buy tickets this time well okay well i guess that's how jeff wants them uh how they want to mark jeff and kelly want to market it or be nimble um my impression was more of most of the time garden gras and party grasses uh, trying to show awareness and uh, black tech in Indianapolis, yeah. but then also a celebration of um, black excellence in small businesses and yeah. tech industry. Yeah. And it's an opportunity for those particular events to raise money for the foundation to continue the progression of this initiative as far as getting minorities into tech is my understanding of it um but they call it networking okay that's fine I'm not gonna argue with that point (laughs) um then my last question is how do you how do you think corporate businesses call can celebrate the day and not have been uh, the original people it's for. And so this is kind of like a <laughs> treading in light waters or yeah. deep waters, I should say, depending on how passionate you feel about it. But there's been so many different corporations that are trying to, to celebrate the day and be sensitive to their African-American counterparts, but end up offending and sometimes it is black people that bring up some of these ideas and then when they get into the public it's like backlash but then sometimes there a lot of times there's not any minorities that are sitting at the table trying to figure out how to uh, commemorate these days and they get the deserved backlash that they they get Mm -hmm. so my opinion is honestly I think businesses are trying to capitalize on this day but then also I guess celebrate it at the same time 
So when you have like Juneteenth sales, like, you know, I'm not saying any particular like company had, I'm not going to put names out there, but let's say they're like, they treat it kind of like July 4th. This is our Juneteenth sale this weekend or whatever. Or when you think of Ikea in the past where I think in their um, uh, dining hall, they had like red drink and like fried chicken and some other stuff or whatever yeah, and there they was definitely like, did that at ours godly so <laughs> we pissed but we ate it <laughs> yeah and so it was just like it does I guess for the listeners that are not African-American out there this is my opinion and obviously we're non-monolith there's other people's views on Juneteenth but for me um, I don't get offended if someone outside of the, I guess, the demographic or that's outside of African-American say to me, happy Juneteenth Day. That doesn't offend me. But sometimes that does offend people where they're like, what is that supposed to mean? Because you're white. You want to tell me Juneteenth? You know, like that doesn't offend me. I don't really care about that. I actually kind of like it because it acknowledges they're acknowledging the day. Yeah. But then also too, and I have this watermelon, that was another thing that was on the menu. There are so many different, I guess, background about why fried chicken and watermelon and, you know, Kool-Aid and all these different things are offensive to Black people that when I go on to like, you know, websites about this is how you should celebrate Juneteenth with this particular menu and it's a non like black person type of website and I don't even think it's about black or white people I just not all of us like fried chicken and watermelon like and there's so many like things behind that yeah no there is a lot behind that but it's hard as well in the sense that it's like we have we are another culture we are another ethnicity and so when you think of like doing um what was that christmas event that i went to christmas kringle or whatever mm-hmm. it's called um and you know we have all german food and like mm-hmm. we know like okay so i'm gonna get me some schnitzel and like we know there's gonna be sauerkraut on everything and it's gonna be not my favorite worse <laughs> yeah um so all of those things right and it sometimes is bland but anyways <laughs> so <laughs> like when we when I think of black people I mean personally uh, I think of like cuisine as a, a really big thing but I also have to remember I'm a black American um, and so black is a diasporic word. So if we're going to say like we're celebrating Juneteenth, we're thinking black Americans. And so I'm thinking black eyed peas. I'm thinking greens. I'm thinking fried chicken. I'm thinking Soul food. Kids, I'm thinking macaroni and cheese. Like that is honestly it's hard because it's like no we don't want to feel othered but I feel like there's a tinge of us not embracing our own culture in that because we want to be assimilated like because we're black Americans like 
we're Americans still, but now you're calling me something other, like you're othering me by saying these are the type of foods that I like to eat. And so I don't know exactly how I feel about it. Cause I do, I'm, I'm not a big fan of fried chicken or fried foods heavily besides potatoes. Um, and so it, that's a thing, but like watermelon, I'm always here for a watermelon. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. Yeah. And I think, I think honestly, I mean, I don't have the solution for it. Yeah. I think, um, but I do see people getting highly offended about it, but I think to your point where it comes to embracing and figuring out how we want to celebrate this day, I think us celebrating it as a nation is new. And so there's going to be missteps and different things. I think when MLK and obviously I, you know, I was a baby then um, when it was actually a federal holiday, not when he actually passed away, but I'm sure for a while, a lot of states didn't recognize it. I'm sure for a while, like it took a while for people, for corporations to adapt it. But now, you know, three, two or three decades later, Mm-hmm. We celebrate it as a day of service to remember all of the, you know, um, sacrifice that MLK and the civil rights movement, like, you know, um, they, you know, they laid their life on the line for all people because after yeah. the, you know, MLK wasn't just about black people, even yeah. though he was black, he was around, he was about all people yeah. getting, you know, freedoms and rights to be able to have the dignity to live in this world as a person that should yep. be respected. And yeah. so we remember him. He's like the headstone of this, but you know, not the headstone, but the the head figure of this mm-hmm. of this day. But it's a day for us to give back um, because yeah. they gave back. So I think as we are progressing through Juneteenth and now it's a federal holiday and now you know, there's this emphasis of DEI and, you know, making sure Black people feel comfortable in their spaces and et cetera, whatever. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah. And so there's just a little bit more. And so I think we are going to fumble. We're going to continue to keep fumbling, but until we embrace our own culture, or if we don't, if we're offended by what, how people are perceiving us, like the Chinese New Year, no one's getting offended about chicken fried rice and egg rolls. Like no one gets offended about, I mean, they're at least my I mean, understanding. Definitely not Chinese authentic food, but we do it. With chicken fried rice? Chicken fried rice is not authentic. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> and I don't mean to offend anybody that's Asian um, no. uh, that li- is a listener, but just saying like, you know, I, I think you know, they celebrate their culture and have food and different things like that to, to celebrate their culture. And, and no mm-hmm. one is, um, but I think the biggest thing is that they are celebrating their culture in these days and they're allowing us that are outside of their culture celebrate with them. And so yes. I think with Juneteenth, we are, this has been kind of pushed more in my perspective right now as like corporate you know, let's, let's make everyone feel good. Let's celebrate every, you know, person, people's diversity, but they're, there's, we're not pushing this, you know, like I, I think black people are like, there are groups in like black lives matter and some of these bigger groups that are obviously trying to continue the movement for all, um, for us to have 
you know, equality, but it's different if the Black community decided to celebrate Juneteenth on a national level, like we, like people had been prior to this being a federal holiday. Yeah. Um, So I will just say this, not to belabor this any longer because we need to talk about pride, but um, I think we're still going to struggle. So I I would be curious for the listeners out there, how do you, how, you know, how would you want to celebrate Juneteenth as um, a part of, you know, the African-American population? How do you? I guess I didn't even like really answer that question for myself. I talked about like, a dissenting view about the food thing but I personally think that it should be like every other national holiday Uh, maybe to the scale of like I don't even know if it would really be to the scale of July 4th because it's just not going to be a thing for everyone but there should be you know a state or local firework shows there should be you know a parade I think that is like a really big missing part is like parades that are like easily accessible and in areas that everyone wants to be in like here in Chicago they had all the black events on the south side I don't know the south side like that so I'm not going down there um personally that's just me um but why can't we have it in river north just like they had freaking they turned the river green for saint patrick's day you know why can't we light up the um what is that federal building it's it's a rainbow right now but why couldn't it i didn't see it maybe it did why couldn't it have said happy Juneteenth? Like it says, Merry Christmas. You know what I mean? Or uh, it was the same color as Ukraine. So I think that, like you said, there was a very big um, shift in energy. And I, I think that there should be more recognition and and absolutely no it's the freedom for me napkins like walmart was trying to do did you hear about that and then they had napkins and plates that say it's the freedom for me um they had ice cream juneteenth ice cream and it was red velvet cheesecake and like something else it actually sounded pretty good but that's but that's not what we needed. And it got recalled. And also, (laughs) um, recalled. I didn't know that people went off like, we don't need this. Um, But then there's also the fact of a white person actually owned the rights to Juneteenth. He bought Mm -hmm. the um, what is that called? The copyright trademark. trademark Mm -hmm. there we are he bought the trademark for Juneteenth so he was profiting after off of that so he actually ended up selling it to I believe it's in someone of color's hands I believe but um yeah so all of these things like you said there's missteps there's things that we're learning but (laughs) there's certain little steps that we can take I know fireworks cost a lot of money so we're probably not getting a fireworks show anytime (laughs) And it's too close. Truthfully, I know this is terrible, 
but it's too close to 4th of July too, because, you know, that has been ingrained to the fabric. So most people are going to take their extra days, their extra floating holidays near 4th of July rather than Juneteenth. But yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot. Think- so as we continue to learn more about uh, African American history, because I feel like I learned something new about my history, like every day, you yeah. know, or a person has invented something I've never even heard of. You know, like we've just been told as, um, or you know, perceived in this country as, um, I wouldn't say dumb. But I would say like that we're not innovative. Um, That's how I think that we were taught to be was that we are cultureless and white is right. Sorry, Uh, that was the the lack of the best way to say that. Um, But that, yeah. And and now we're starting to learn that, no, we're just different. And um, I think that really is also personified well, maybe not personified because it's an event, not a person, but exemplified um, nonetheless in pride as well. Yeah. So Taylor, uh, enlighten the listeners and me about Pride Week, Pride Month, um, the LGBT community. How can we be uh, an advocate or some of us that are actually in, you know, the actual group, you know, identify a part of the LGBT group like what can you tell us um the us as the listeners all right so we're gonna start off with a little history lesson so um there is a a village in lower Manhattan in New York set yourself back into 1969 you got some bell bottoms you might be going to the disco um and let's say you make your way out to the greenwick city um let me make sure i got that right but what ended up yes green greenwich greenwich okay um village and so what ended up happening is Greenwich Village was known to be a predominantly gay area. Gay to me means, um, and, or should I say includes um, most people who like the same gender as them. So I know um, LBGTQ is lesbian, gay, um, G, lesbian, LG, <laughs> gay, bisexual, transgenders and queer um so when I say gay I'm I guess I should say queer because I'm it's an umbrella term queer is an umbrella term for all of those identities as well um and more because there's actually intersex asexual plus and plus is anything in between so what ended up happening in the Greenwich Village in New York on, in 1969, um, there's the gay rights movement that started when a riot took out at Stonewall Inn. Stonewall, Stonewall 
in was a, a predominantly gay bar. So think of your disco, you're just there to have a good time wearing your disco pants, you know, trying to get you your macking on. And the police come and raided the bar and started arresting people, the employees, everything like that. So people were resisting arrest because they were just partying and having a good time. They weren't hurting anybody. And so thus kicked off the riots, which happened um, a few weeks or a week later, I believe, after the initial raid, um, patrons came to uh, the Stonewall Inn and stayed there for a total of five days um, and like, you know, picketed, um, made a scene so that the police in the area would leave their community alone. Um, and so that's where it all starts. So there's the history lesson. So now every year Pride has an entire month. Can you believe that? I think that's pretty cool. Um, and especially being that that was what, like a few years after my mother was born. So 50 years ago, um, they started to have this, as a recognition of gay rights and it started in New York. So we're transitioning into a little bit of a conversation about gay rights. Um, so we talked about Juneteenth earlier and what both Juneteenth and Pride have in common is that both of the people most affected were are people who are highly marginalized um, and have a pretty hard time. Like you can't really hide that you're black <laughs> most of the time, um, but there are a lot of people who are closeted about their sexuality. So that makes a really big difference, but the still having the same basic rights and living your life the way you wanted to uninhibited and with dignity um, is a common thread between both of them. So when they talked about the riots for five days, I couldn't help but to think about, and I'm going to stop drawing parallels, but I couldn't still stop thinking about the George Floyd riots from last year. And it made me think about how after those riots, like there was a lot of conversation about calling people hoodlums and, um, you know, is this a domestic terrorist attack um, from, you know, making people aware of the injustices that are happening? I think about the George Floyd and the conversations like those. And I wonder, you know, I wasn't alive during those times and I didn't go back to look at newspapers or, or even news uh, reels or whatever that were taking place during those times. But I wonder if the same narrative was um, used uh, when they were being rowdy. Like, yes, there were police on the scene, but I remember even last year um, during the riots in DC, they had martial law enacted. <laughs> so um, I think about those. So I just, I'm very curious and I have to educate myself more, but I guess just to open the conversation, 
uh, this started from a riot. Like pride became gay pride, LGBTQ pride became a thing from this initial riot. And I just wonder if there's anything in our lives that we are passionate enough about and are really like keen on the fact that it shouldn't be this way that we would riot for. And I think understanding that that is the gravity of the situation for a lot of people's lifestyle starts to give you that appreciation of why it is that these holidays or recognition, these months are even in the a national scale of recognition. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really have too much more history or thoughts to say about that, but um, I'm gonna pose the question to you. Is there anything, have you ever been a part of a protest or a parade, a walk, a anything in your life? What was it? Um, For me, the only protest that I've been a part of was um, the Trayvon, Trayvon Martin, um, mm-hmm. like when that was happening, I was in college and yeah. it was just really like, obviously technology wasn't what it is now. So we didn't have like them like taking out a camera and videotaping. And I wouldn't have wanted to see that anyways. I, I don't even want to see that now with stuff yeah. that happens on, um, but just to hear you know when you're in an academic setting and something like that is happening there is always um an academic view on this like case studies like conversations papers like different things like that and also if you're a part of different groups on campus you know any type of social injustice and and different things in all different uh different demographics there's a push to have a walk or a conversation or a town hall or et cetera. And being a part of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated Mm -hmm. and this being an African-American male. And we have, um, you know, we have programs like Embody that's in focused on um, the African-American, you know, youth of, african-american youth more focused on boys and men mm-hmm. a young young men there was a um push to to do something you know yeah. to speak about and show awareness and so it kind of is gut-wrenching when i think of like george floyd and um some uh, and trayvon Ma- martin and all of those especially now that I have a black son yeah it's very scary and so that has been the only one I can think of off the top of my head that I actually donated money as a broke college person (laughs) um created a sign and walked for hours you know screaming at the top of my lungs and really protesting against you know and an injustice yeah and the having the community around too is a really big way for us to 
have those activists because that's really what this is about it's it's all of a conversation about activism and having community rally together for that collective energy and I think a really big thing for me as well for pride and specific is being able to be in a a safe space Um, I think community means safe space and I think that having people fight for a safe space for everyone is such a like just almost altruistic in a way where you know it's for the greater good but it's not exactly because the people leading it were also a part of the community too so there is some incentive for them um, as well and altruism and its core like the scientist in me just has to say is um, a selfless act like completely <laughs> so I can't say that it was completely selfless um, but I think having the the awareness and the the way that things have changed with technology has allowed us to have more um an easier reach without leaving your couch essentially you can be an activist purely online um and that's what makes it kind of cool to see how that's evolved um and I mean thinking about Juneteenth being this is the first year that we had it recognized versus um Pride Month has been a thing for a while um and I don't exactly know when Pride Month became an actual thing but uh just thinking about that was only 50 years ago so I don't want to belabor this conversation too much um and and all but I do think that like we covered a lot of really important perspectives of these things right we talked about the fact that corporate corporations corporate culture has to change in order to allow for more people to be um, accepted and for marginalized people to feel that they have a safe space I think that it's really cool to be able to provide groups for people to you know all have who all have a shared identity um, with each other but I also think like people who are in the intersection of black and gay right and so like or black and queer in general right so it's really interesting to me um when we look at them as two separate conversations when really to me I think all civil rights I think we should have a civil rights month personally where um we celebrate each marginalized identity, which I know is kind of maybe a um, unpopular opinion, um, but I think it would be really cool if we could do that so that everyone feels included and recognized. And that's what I would imagine for how to celebrate all of these things.
Well, I will say the only point that I'm going to make before we move on to the self-care tip of the week is, Mm -hmm. I mean, each, some, not all of them, but there are a lot of demographic groups that we do celebrate them the entire month. So LGBT is obviously our pride month is this one. Black. Women's, uh, women's history month. Um, yeah. For that marginal group, we have black history month, um, February, we have Asian Pacific Heritage Month, yeah. uh, which I think was last month in May. And then Indigenous. And um, yeah, I'm not familiar with that exact mm-hmm. month. Um, but then we also have, uh, you know, uh, the Hispanic History or maybe it's Latin History Month. So, mm-hmm. I mean, each of those marginal groups, um, at least in America, obviously some have been they're longer than others but they're being recognized or there's been a push to at least have an entire month where it's you know we focus on a demographic group and we learn their history of it yeah so I think uh but you're just trying to say take all of them put them in one month as a civil rights month or or you're saying additional instead of having each month spotlighted on each area I think (sighs) I think it's important. I don't think there's anything wrong with having like a bunch of months for, um, you know, everyone to have their time. Um, But I think if we're talking about having a higher like observance rate, I think if we chose um, maybe July would actually be a perfect (laughs) month. You know, July is off off limits. I know, I do, I do, (laughs) Independence Day, but when I think about that, I think that uh, Independence Day and kind of Juneteenth should be celebrated at the same time. Maybe we should move June, uh, July 4th to like Juneteenth and celebrate them at the same time. All right, we're going to shut this (laughs) conversation down. Because now it's just gone off the rocker. Um, I think that's a no. And I think that we can move on. But you're you're open. You are, you know, able to have your own opinions on all of these different things. I just know that that is just not going to happen. We, I'm just excited we have Juneteenth. And maybe I shouldn't think like scarcity mindset or like I should be grateful to have a federal holiday that's within my culture. But I think there's a slow progression uh, of, you know, awareness in this country about different groups. And um, celebrating Juneteenth and July 4th is not, then America is not going to let that happen, Uh, especially those people, those military, you know, just I think June 4th is, or not June 4th, July 4th is more than just about fireworks and freedom. It's well, like, yeah. you know, we celebrate the military, we celebrate a whole bunch of different things. Well, the military has a lot of holidays. All time. right. So what's the self-care <laughs> tip of the week? <laughs> she knows I'm belligerent. Yeah, and we don't but, need to, okay. we're gonna take so, Taylor could take her thoughts offline. <laughs> I will not be silenced. I will be rioting at the Candace household. Um, so the self-care tip of the week. It's just have fun with life, honestly. Like right now, we're we're coming up on the solstice. But remember that word? I I gave it to us. I think it was either equinox or solstice. I've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so the days are longer than the nights. Um, it's not getting dark here until about 930 right now. Um, so <laughs> saddle up. Actually, it's 830. It's 930 where you are probably. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just kind of remember that life can be fun. Um, like there's a lot of responsibilities. And I take that like, I take the fun with the not fun things like for me it's not fun to you know deep clean a bathroom or to clean out the closet and stuff like that um and then I also balance that with a night of having fun and dancing and socializing and um having a really good time with no inhibitions so I really think that it's it's an important time like we've been going through so much um COVID is out here is really out here it got me um when I went to LA I don't I haven't talked to you guys since I got COVID um but what that does mean is at least I got the COVID out the way um because <laughs> um, those of you who haven't I'm not to be a, a fear monger but it's out there it is the silent dancer at the party, uh, but <laughs> I, <laughs> it, that's a reference to Edgar Allan Poe. Um, it, it's uh, they went to a masquerade and there was somebody there who they didn't recognize, and it was the bubonic plague. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> or a yellow fever, one of the two. I think it was bubonic plague. Anyways, so um, when we think about like life and all of the responsibilities that we have it's easy to feel overwhelmed it's so easy to be anxious and always remember that while there are things you definitely have to do to you know live a certain quality of life um remember that that comes with the same ability for you to have a good time so I, it doesn't have to be going out. It can be doing your favorite things at home, like sleeping all day. That that's a thing. Like some some may call that fun, um, such as myself. <laughs> um, it's an event. It's a thing to do. But um, also just going for a walk around where you live or um, finding new places around you that you haven't explored before, and kind of having an open mindset of like. I don't have anywhere to be. I don't have, you know, any activity that has to be done in this moment. I can be present and just take things for as they are in front of you. So all I have to say is have fun. I don't really have any other suggestions. What's fun to you may not be fun to me. Maybe cleaning your bathroom is fun. I don't know. Um, So find find that joyous part of life that that makes things a little bit easier for you. I think that's how I would define fun. It's, it's joyous things in life that make things easier. So yeah. Okay. That, that is the self-care tip of the week. Amber, what is the tip of the week? Um, the tip of the week is, so I was going through my email inbox and I like I've told you guys in the past I am a planner junkie I have tons of like hand planners and now I have this like home planner um but at one point I used the best self planner which Mm -hmm. I really like it a lot 
um but it doesn't incorporate all of this like home stuff so I have to figure out like do I how I want to go next year I might try to scout it out but anyways they sent an email reminding us to think about Q3 and I was like oh man Q3 yeah that is right around the corner and planning and stuff like that and so at the end at the beginning of this year we talked about like goal setting you know Taylor doesn't believe in New Year's resolution so it was kind of like more of what do you want to do this year you know and figuring out how you want to change your life or make different moves and stuff like that so my tip for the week is just do Q3 is coming. We're going to go to sleep, wake up and it's be Christmas and it goes by that fast. And so what do a check-in on, you know, what you have on your plate or like Taylor was saying, fun. Maybe there's a fun activity that you wanted <laughs> to do this year. Um, like go on a vacation, go visit a friend, you know, go to a festival, a movie, whatever. And you haven't even you know, prioritize that. And so Q3 is now about like checking off box or checking in or getting prepared for Q3 is not about checking off boxes and making sure you hit all these little points. It's more of taking a look at what you said you wanted to do this year and see, you know, we still have six months left. Yeah. What can you be doing now to, to make your um, life more fulfilling and that is aligned with your lifestyle design, which we can talk about lifestyle design, maybe this, this um, what do you call it, this season. And so I know we spoke about this. So that's that's the tip of the week, wrapping it up. Um, we spoke about this, I believe, in the last episode. I feel like all the weeks running together. But if we uh, haven't, this particular season is going to be more focused on like different topics than a whole bunch of people we do have a guest next week but it's on a topic not necessarily the person and you guys have actually met this person before and we're going to talk more deeply oh that's just so exciting I don't I don't know if you guys are excited but I'm very excited yeah (laughs) so you know this we're going to like you know this one was talking about these two important holidays for marginal groups in this country that need mm-hmm. to be consistently like um, mentioned for awareness and advocacy and, and different things like that. Um, and then next week, it's going to be an also an awareness day, but it's going to be more pivoted towards a different particular topic. And so this particular season is going to be more on topics, just like you guys heard in our trailer where you have different perspectives, uh, different, you know, generations and, and, and different life experiences, inviting our inner circle on to here to have a conversation about, you know, whether they're an expert or we just like want to hear their opinion. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited. So lifestyle design could be something that we talk about later on the season if people are interested in it. So, yeah. Yeah. So Taylor, where can you find us? You can find us on Instagram at theinnercircle.podgals. You can also find us or send us an email to theinnercircle.podgals at gmail.com. Getting a little rusty. I know. Yeah, you haven't done that in a while. You should have been practicing when we were on our little sabbatical. Um, (laughs) Thank you. And don't forget, guys, to share, um, rate, subscribe, 
follow all of that on all major platforms um, when it comes to sharing. I don't care if you send a text message, share any way that you feel led to share or on social media. But then also when it comes to the whole follow, subscribe, you know, whatever, um, we are mainly, we're on all platforms, but the main ones are Spotify and Apple and Google Play or Google Podcasts um and anchor let's not forget about anchor that's the main one that we use so yeah but yeah I like anchor a lot I was just saying like is that a listening platform too Mm -hmm. you can listen to podcasts on there but most of the podcasts that are on anchor you can find on major platforms like apple and spotify yeah it's a distributor that's why I knew it was a uh yeah Cool. That's good to know. Now you educated all of us. Yep. So we will see you guys next week with our special guests. Um, We can't wait to talk about more of a vulnerable, um, serious topic uh, that I look forward to learning more information about. So we will talk to you guys next week. Have a good week, guys. Bye.